Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. And we've got DJ Sutera here from Mortgage America. I would argue the best lender that I've personally worked with, at least their company and his kind of, are you guys a team? Like, I, I don't even know how that works with, with you and uh, your uncle and, and Kyle. And mm. we'll answer that in a second. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, Putting you on the spot here. praise. Appreciate that. Uh, and uh, Stacy and I, we uh, both work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. We are the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. We've got Gabe behind the camera. We're streaming live on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So, we got some interesting topics today. We're going to talk about power buyers. We're going to talk about a site that might break the internet from an edutainment standpoint, mistakes people make when they're applying for mortgages. So, so DJ, are you guys a team or how do you operate? I mean, I've never asked this question before. It certainly seems like that, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of both. We operate as a team just on a, you know making sure we're all on the same page, using same practices, and following the rules. Got it. Well, that's good. <laughs> uh, but uh, Nothing per- illegal. Congratulations. Right, yeah, all of that, just checking each other. Um, but then we work individually per file. So we are eat our own point person uh, per buyer file, so... Yeah, we're kind of both. So how would you? What? What do you? You've, you've you like that sounds like a team to me. That's a team. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally. It and, is. Yeah. All right, good. Answered a big question there. So the <laughs> you guys got to come up with a name a and great stuff. Team yes, too. excellent. The Sutera team. The Sutera uh, team. You go off the same exactly. last name. It makes yeah. it easy. Yeah. How, how can people get in touch with the DJ? What's the best way to reach out? And don't give out your cell phone on the air like some other people have done. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you can just look us up on mymortgageamerica.com. Perfect. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's that's the easiest spot. Or call into the bank if you have a specific request for any of us. My name is DJ Sutera. You can just request it at our front desk, and they'll route you to 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 me directly. Love it. Love it. Okay. Yeah. So. Glad to have you on. We're going to talk about a lot of topics here. We're going to uh, talk about your kind of wheelhouse at the end. The first thing we wanted to hit on in kind of our, our news segment, um, and this came out on Inman News. We're going to be talking about broke agent media here in a second, so I wonder w- which one's going to get more more uh, more activity. Um, power buyers, right? So a lot of people don't even know what a power buyer is, uh, but there was, and I'll explain that in a second, but power buyers... Power buyer clients, they only made one offer on average, according to a new report that came out about power buyers and iBuyers, which are the institutional buyers that come into the marketplace, versus the normal buyer who is making an average of seven offers. So and if you don't know what a power buyer is, a power buyer is um, a home buying service that guarantees a buyer's offer through a cash-backed offer. So if the buyer's financing falls through, they still have the, the cash behind them. And this is something that, you know, we've kind of seen these like institutional programs come out of the woodwork here. Um, and 2021 especially, we saw a lot of power buyers come onto the scenes. I mean, they basically empower buyers with like bridge financing, trade-in programs, but they, they also put a lien on your house. And I mean, it's, it's not as easy and, and, and great as, as it sounds. It's kind of like what someone does when they have a lot of equity in their home and they leverage the home equity in their current property to buy the new home. Then they, you know it looks like a cash offer. But these are more institutional-based. So they are, on average, making one offer versus the typical buyer making seven offers. So what do you two think about this? Well, I'm still trying to understand what they do. Are they the actual – they're not a brokerage. They are not a brokerage. This is a great question because I think this is where people kind of get confused. What's a power buyer and what's an iBuyer? So. Right. 
An iBuyer is someone that buys a home sight unseen, like Zillow was an iBuyer. Okay, that didn't work out it. too well for them. Open, Open Door is an iBuyer. Okay. Where they're buying properties, investing themselves. A power buyer, they they leverage their balance sheet, so like the assets the company has, to purchase homes on behalf of their customers, making the offers like all cash. Now, they're also, there's also like fees and stuff, so it's not as clean as people think. Mm-hmm. It's In the current climate, though, I mean, we had a training today where we uh, we did our offer writing clinic. And the biggest gripe I heard is all my finance buyers are losing out to cash right now. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing the same thing? Well, it happens. It, it definitely it does happens. Happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not every cash offer is going to be the offer that does get chosen, though, because there's other Agreed. things that you can, you know, write into your offers to make it more attractive to the sellers. I've actually had cash buyers lose out to uh, a financed offer, so I was on the opposite side yep. of that. So um, not yeah. every yeah, not every cash buyer actually wins, but more so than others, they do, especially if they go heavy on the purchase price and there's no contingencies. Definitely that's a home run, um, but not every single time. But yeah, I I get that. I understand and feel their pain, that's for sure. Yeah, it sounds like it acts as a source of cash in a backup situation. It's similar to maybe, almost similar to a pre-commitment with a bank where, you know, it's it's as fully vetted as you can get, mm-hmm. uh, and if any if there are any hiccups, you're good to go. You're all of a sudden a cash offer. Well, and, and and what this does though is that they make their money on the back end, right? So they're finding that person because there's some people they just don't have the assets or the uh, they like they have to sell their home, right? They have to sell their home to buy. Mm-hmm. You run into those people all the time, I'm mm-hmm. sure, and they don't want to sell without buying. This is right. this is like the chicken or the egg concept in real estate right now. Yeah. So these com- these power buyers, uh, what what they're doing is they're saying, hey, we'll figure this out. But you know, normally how it works is there's a lien placed on the home, right? They have it's like getting someone to sign a promissory note, right? And the um, a lot of sellers, though, according to the survey, and then the survey came out from Zavi, which uh, came out with a whole report on this uh, that discussed uh, you know sellers' preferences, and that was published uh, last week. It, what what a lot of people look at is that. Stacey, you hit the nail on the head. Just because they're a power buyer, power buyer, it's a cost neutral because when they purchase their or, or, or cost positive because when they purchase their new home, they don't have a loan contingency, and then they pay less than other buyers because their offer will be stronger. Which I don't totally buy that. I mean, I, I still think price is important for a lot of folks here, mm-hmm. especially with people making up appraisal gaps and and, yeah. and those sort of things. Right. So. Do you, do you see this trend continuing? Do you see more power? I mean, I haven't really run into a lot of these. Have you I seen any on your listings? Any. No, I haven't run into any at all. Is that something that's done in this area? There, there's Does a I couple. Know? There's a couple companies that do it um, for for sure. I, I think it's you know it's something we kind of get everything last here in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. It's usually like California or Texas or Florida or Arizona, mm-hmm. where a lot of the the testing ground is. So I I personally have not seen this. I don't know. I don't know, DJ. If you've like heard, have, do people like comment about this to you? Do you hear this as an alternative? No, th- this is my first time hearing about it, but it's interesting. Um, do, do you know if it goes on as a second lien? Like the the mortgage itself is obviously the first, and then it it's a secondary. So let me let me tell you what I know because I don't know all the details. So uh, Mike Delpreet, uh, who if you don't know him, he's a regular columnist on Inman. Um, he's been on this power buyer trend for for a while, and because it's he has has like a chart here, which is interesting on his website, um, where it has tra- it's it's a, like a four one of these four line charts where it's transactions at the top, buyer focus on the left, search on the bottom, and seller focus on the right. Right now, the pain point in the marketplace is buyers. There's no question, right? So 
what he puts over there is um, that there's this fo- these power buyers, and he names a couple companies: Homeward, Knock, Orchard. Um, I've heard of them. I, I don't I don't know them them quite well. Um, and it's um, it's easier to attach a mortgage to that, and maybe it's something where they they take the mortgage out afterwards. I don't. Um, mm. Okay. Let me see here. I'm trying to get if it seems- acts as a full on third party, you know, maybe they do have a lending aspect to it. Um, but the way I see it is is maybe is that they're they're an arm that helps the buyer buy if the bank isn't able to follow through. Am I wrong on that? So kind of. Um so a power buyer, and this is based on offer market, uh, which which is they, they talk about these things. So it's a home buying service that guarantees the buyer offer through a cash-backed offer. And then if the buyer financing falls through, the power buyer will purchase the home in cash on behalf of the buyer. So that's where they leverage their balance sheet. They've got the cash on hand. Mm-hmm. The power buyer allows the buyer to effectively make a cash offer with no financing contingency. And you mentioned something which we'll get to in a second about a pre-commitment. Um, the difference is, though, there's actually cash behind this. A pre-commitment, like someone could lose their job and they still might not get the loan, right? Right. Um, so power buyers enable these cash-backed offers to help buyers provide a superior offer and get their offer accepted. And uh, according to Knock, who is a power buyer, they're saying they have a four times increase in the probability of a buyer's offer being accepted. Hmm. So it, it seems like this was this is really geared towards buyers who have or potentially might have a would have a home sale contingency. Doesn't seem like it's just buyers without a home sale contingency. Well, we we do, I have this. Con- I mean, and, and you've probably seen this. Like, if you got a lot of equity in your home. Mm-hmm. What can you get a home equity line up to right now, DJ? ADLTV. Yeah. So if you let's say you have a eight hundred thousand dollar home and you owe two hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Do the math. You have the ability to yes. tap that equity line, and not even you—you you don't even have any carrying costs with it. That's the advantage to me of the home equity line. Yeah. Right. Get an equity line. Use that as your hey, I'm going to buy with this. Here's the yes. home equity. Here's the home equity approval line. So it is a cash offer. Right. There's no financing contingency. That works for a lot of downsizers. You see a lot of those people do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if they just need the, they don't want to put all their cash in or whatever. I, to me, that's the, if you have that option. That's the best way. Don't to get go. involved Definitely. with a power buyer. Right. Yeah. You don't want to lean on your home if, if it's yeah, It sounds like there's much more fees than what a, a right. home equity line would yes. be. Yeah. A lot of hidden fees, probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they probably charge a hefty premium to assume all that risk. Mm-hmm. You know? I had a... Um, buyer seller do just that they did a home equity line of credit Mm. and they were able to get into their new home and then they moved you know did a slow move and listed their existing home and then sold it so it worked out very well but they utilized what they already had available to them it's the best scenario Mm -hmm. so here's the service fee analysis and this is from uh, rismedia.com so um the power buyers, their, their service fees are lower than iBuyers because iBuyers, they charge the same as a real estate commission. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna, we're not going to talk about commissions here because we, we can't do that. Typically, the, the fee ranges anywhere from 0 to 3%, depending on the firm and the service. And the average iBuyer fee dropped sharply from 7.6% in 2019 to 5.1% through the end of 2021. So, you know, you're looking at like a 3% servicing fee on that on top of what, whatever else that, that there's going to be. So, I mean, it's, it's not free. And right. if you can, a home equity line literally has no cost until you, I mean, what are the costs involved? Like if, if I'm going to go get a home equity line, what does that cost the average consumer just to give some perspective? 
Yeah, you know what? I I can't speak directly on home equity lines because we don't do them personally. But your standard closing cost when purchasing a home with a bank is going to be three to five percent. So that's that's good expectations for Pennsylvania. So if there's a premium on top of that that could essentially double your closing costs, you're going to want to really nail that down before you get involved. So, Stacy, would you recommend someone gets in touch with one of these companies? Like you're sitting there, your buyer's striking out, they're losing offers, and this is. A, a real scenario right now. There's a lot of pain in the marketplace about this. W- would you recommend these power buyers? Would you tell them to go talk to a company like that? Ooh, it really depends on the situation. It, um, I would exhaust all the other avenues first because I personally don't know enough about this and I've had, hadn't had personal experience. And I don't, I don't know. I have a hard time giving advice to clients on something that I really don't know about or, you know, can speak strongly about. Um, but I think there's, there's gotta be other ways to go about it. Um, but if they do have a home that's, that, uh, they need to sell before buying then we would approach that in that sense. Let's list the house first. And since it is such a seller's market, let's do this. You can control when you want your closing date. You can ask for a rent back. There's uh, so many ways to go about listing and selling the home and then getting your buyers into their home. So say you list their home, it sells. Let's let's ask for the rent back. Chances are they're going to get a rent back and it's going to be very in their favor, in the seller's favor. I mean, you've gotten zero, you know, payments for for rent back for sellers. Actually, they stay for free in their home for Mm -hmm. a couple of months. In many cases, yeah, there's no charge. So you can negotiate that. And then you can you they have the cash. They have the cash that they can go out and then purchase their new home. So I would exhaust those avenues first um, before I would recommend this. Makes sense. <laughs> so I, I also question, and we just had uh, Kyle Sutera walk in from Mortgage America. So we got the, the, the Sutera team. We're calling you guys now. We just coined the name on the uh, while you were gone. Um, so we're talking about uh, the rise of power buyers and that and, and not, not so much the rise, but the increased likelihood they get their offer accepted. I'm on Knox's website right now. So it says their only fee they charge is fourteen hundred and fifty dollars, you know, and it, it creates a non-contingent cashback financing. I'd love to know what the rate is on this. I mean, because they're obviously coming up with that cash somewhere. I mean, have you have you guys run into like getting compared to Knock or some of these other companies, or that, that have you heard of power buyers? I mean, I'm just not seeing a lot of this in our marketplace right now. I've heard of a lot of people looking into it. I actually get the question about it a lot. Um, I don't have a client yet that I've lost to one of these companies. Okay. Um, or who is ultimately when they when they really pull back the curtain um, and see all the terms, I haven't had anyone go that route. Um, it seems like a company like Knock they they keep all of the control, the terms that they advertise, and really the terms that they'll give you prior to signing on are a little bit fuzzy, and uh, and they keep all control, mm-hmm. and it takes it takes the control out of the buyer's hands and. Honestly, I'm not sure how appealing it would be to accept an offer with a company like this. Um, you know, just knowing that they're, you know, it's not a cash deal, right? It, it, I just really don't think that it, it measures up to someone who has money in the bank mm-hmm. and can buy that house today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's still a lot that goes on behind the scenes with it, and I don't see how it's that much stronger than someone that has to get underwritten for a mortgage. Good well, point. Uh, that's a great point. And then, so it's amazing what you can find on the internet. Right, so I'm, I'm literally on this, uh, on 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 just researching what what knock charges, what these fees are. So they charge a 1.25 percent convenience fee. 
They say the only loan fee is fourteen fifty. Then they put like, okay, you're gonna have to pay a real estate commission if you do that. Um, this is for their home swap program, right? Because mm-hmm. they they will they will put in some repair money as well. Then they put in some additional buyer closing costs, and then the mortgage payment reimbursement. So I mean, it, it comes out anywhere from like eight point seven five to sixteen point two five percent. So it sounds like that's kind of wow. what I expected. Yeah. Um, because. Like it's all, if it sounds too good to be true, yeah, usually. Yeah. it's usually, it's too, usually good to too good true. to be true. And you know, a convenience fee of one point two five percent. Well, that's I mean, so now you're you're in the same range you're talking about. Yep. So so you mentioned the pre commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I to me that's something we've been pushing internally like very aggressively. Can you guys explain that a little bit and tell like the, the audience what it means? Because they hear power buyer, it sounds sexy. What what what's the alternative or maybe the old school way of being a power buyer, which is having a full approval for your loan? Sure, um, yeah, I'll take this one. So essentially, from the bank's end, the buyer themselves are fully vetted. We've done employment verifications, um, we've done uh, fraud reports, we've collected all the documents we need to to say, aside from anything going wrong with the house specifically, these guys are good for a loan. So it is still contingent on the appraisal in the house itself and anything that might need to be done there, but these buyers are getting a loan as long as everything adds up. Right. It's It's been fully underwritten from the buyer's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that buyer has been fully vetted, background checks, income verifications, like DJ said, and, uh, and an underwriter has actually viewed it, whereas a pre-approval, that's really just the front lines, right? That's the loan officer, whoever's collecting the initial information, reviewing that file. Now, some pre-approvals can be stronger than others, but- uh, a pre-commitment that's got an underwriter's approval on it. Um, so it definitely gives you a leg up. It definitely gives a seller a little bit more security. Uh, and it gives a buyer a little bit more security to do things like waive an appraisal um, or, you know, just go that extra layer, that extra level for their offer that they might need to, to get the house, knowing that they've already got the bank stamp of approval that, that they will get a loan, uh, dependent upon, like DJ said, the appraisal and the house itself. So that's a little bit more involved up front. So it's a little bit more legwork and homework for the for the buyers up front and more time. So you'll need a couple of weeks to fully vet them right. to get that right. to get that commitment. Mm-hmm. And then but once they have that, the heavy lifting's done. They can go out and, and really submit some really good offers. Exactly, yeah. with aggressive timelines right. and yeah, mm-hmm. it shows the buyer's motivation as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's not every buyer is going to jump through these hoops to get this done mm-hmm. without having a house on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so it shows both buyer and seller's agent that this person is in, mm-hmm. right? That that they're they're good to go and they want it. Yep. Which I think is a great. I mean, that's to me is the better alternative than one of these power buyers. Um, it seems like when I'm looking on the website of Homeward Cash Offer, um, the home buyers must go through an approval process also. Exactly. To set their budget. It's the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. they're still going through that. But then if you look further, it says, um, you know, once the seller accepts a buyer's homeward homeward backed cash offer, home buyers must pay the earnest money deposit, schedule an inspection, and sign mortgage disclosure documents. They Mm -hmm. close on the house within 14 days, enables the buyers to move into their new home while they secure a mortgage to purchase the home back from Homeward, right? Mm-hmm. And buyers are charged a prorated rental fee that's due at closing. So there's fees and fees and fees. Mm-hmm. On top right. of fees, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, they're, they're assuming much more risk and acting like a bank like we would with a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're pricing that in. Except now they already own your home, too. So Right, uh, you know, which is kind of <laughs> scary. And you have to get your rate from that person that yes. owns your home. So, it's yeah, I, it, it, it is scary. 
So I like the idea of the full commitment and then going out and shopping for your home as a yeah, buyer. Yeah, definitely. I would recommend that before I do rec- recommend the, the power buyer move. I agree. Well, it, it's no different than these like online lenders, right? Like Better.com. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're they're a total disaster. I mean, we've heard stories about them. Rocket Mortgage. Like they don't, you know, they, mm-hmm. they have that unrealistic Super Bowl commercial that the finance <laughs> offer is going to beat the cash offer. They keep playing them. or or the escalation and all, all that. So right. I think that the lesson here is I'm sure these are getting accepted more. How many people are actually doing it, right? And that that's oh. one thing. And then Good secondly. Point. Go local and find a bank you can trust instead of dealing with one of these big box companies where there's all kinds of fees. Because it's either going to cost you money to do this or you have to, like, you pay with your time, meaning maybe you got to sell your house and live somewhere short term and then come in. So, I, you know, I would just caution the average buyer against this because to me, there, there's a reason these companies do this is to make money right. and compete. And they're, it's probably like a riskier loan, I would imagine, than what a normal mortgage company is going to get involved with. I mean, is that what you, you've run into this? Are you seeing that? I would think so, yeah. I think the, the end result, the the final loan that they get the buyer is probably a similar product, you know, a Fannie Mae-backed product. Um, but that interim, the in-between is what scares me. Right, um, right. You know, where you're actually under contract with this company versus the seller themselves. And you have to pay a prorated rental fee that's due at closing. Mm-hmm. So how long does it take for them to secure your mortgage? Exactly. When they're, the t- you know what I mean? Right. Hands, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And with these big box um, lenders, you they're they're like nine to five for the most part. So if you have maybe a, maybe yeah maybe <laughs> and probably still, like bankers hours yeah, like you, ten to three. You can't get anybody on the phone or email. They don't respond to email. So with our local friends here, um, you can always get somebody. Always, at any oh, time. Yeah. Anytime, I mean, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> doesn't yeah, matter. weekends, <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> so it. that is reassuring, and it's you guys spoil us by allowing us to happy to, to spoil get, you, to yeah. get, to get free approvals over the weekend. Real estate <laughs> happens on nights and weekends, right? It does. That's, we yep, we all got to play by those rules, and um, you know, if you are a big bank that doesn't need the referrals or the relationships, then you can afford to do the mm-hmm. you know the ten to five. But we're not like that. We we uh, we base a lot in, you know, our relationships and our referrals and and what we do to get clients' houses, and that's especially in a market like this. If you're not available to jump on something, you're out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's very unrealistic deadlines. So th- I guess the story here is, read the paperwork if you're dealing with a power buyer. Make sure you know the terms. Otherwise, it might be no different than a HELOC or a pre-commitment, which are things that we deal with all the time. Mm-hmm. So we'll take a break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about. A website that might break the real estate internet, Broke Agent Media. It's the new, uh, it's the new Broke Agent site. It's supposed to be the barstool sports of real estate. And then we're going to talk about mistakes people make when they're financing or getting a loan approved. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. 
I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents, and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals, and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Main Line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's Tom, Tool with an E, dot com. Sell your home for more and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender. NMLS 128501. All right, all right. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. We both work with the Tom Tool Sales Group, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we've got some local mortgage all-stars in the house from Mortgage America, Kyle Sutera and DJ Sutera. DJ's posting videos on Instagram right now. And we've got Gabe behind the camera. How do, so MyMortgageAmerica.com is the best way to get in touch with you guys? Yes. All right. Yes. So MyMortgageAmerica.com, they are the best mortgage lender I've worked with locally. And we've worked with a lot of people and a lot of bad ones specifically. <laughs> so call these guys. So, so with that in mind, um, we want to talk about something here. And, and this is the kind of stuff that excites me about the way the real estate industry is going because it's been so buttoned up and so boring for so long. I, I mean, you, you probably have a better perspective than most, kind of your dad being in the mortgage business. It's dry. It's been dry. It, it, very dry. <laughs> so the broke agent, so Eric Simon, uh, he's based out of California, and Byron Lazine, uh, who's a real estate team leader in Connecticut, they are launching, along with a ton of contributors, BrokeAgentMedia.com. And they've got content on here like real estate headlines are trolling you, which is very relevant because it's all false anyway. I mean, if you look at some of these uh, Fed economist warms of, of brewing housing bubble, signs of a housing bubble, housing bubble, Federal Reserve says there's a housing. I mean, it's it's so true because we have to deal with this on a daily basis. I mean, yeah. how many times do you guys get asked that question? Are we in a housing bubble? Oh, daily. All, all the time. So a breakdown there. They've got some great stuff about uh, some, something called trend jacking, which I, I can't get over this name. It's about how to get more engagement on social media based on what happens. And they have a picture of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> Uh, the best the best listing videos on the planet. Um, I'm a I'm a featured uh, contributor on there, so very grateful for that. My stuff's more like educational, um, all sorts of things on here, and they're calling it an edutainment site. And they want to be and take this for what it's worth, the barstool of real estate. So, what do you guys and Stacy think about this? Because to me, this is probably what the real estate industry has needed for two decades now, because that's how long I've been in it. 
What do you think about this site? Is it going to be successful? Are you going to read it? Just give us your reaction. Well, now that I found out about it, I'm going to definitely be on it. <laughs> I mean, I follow their social media, and it's hysterical. Mm-hmm. I mean, daily I get a laugh out of it because it's it's things that we experience all the time, and somebody finally put it in to words and comedic mm-hmm. and with funny pictures. Um, so I love it. I think it's great. It's refreshing. I think we all need to laugh, you know, in real estate because it's it's a gut punch most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's laugh a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, <it is>. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's not all fun and games, and uh, this just really lightens it up a lot. So yeah. I will definitely be on this site. I personally like it too. I've been following a couple of these guys on so on uh, Instagram, notably. Uh, before they they made this and they're hilarious um the one i, I guess probably what they're going to make into a series is called between two lockboxes kind of riffing off of <laughs> danny Zach. deals yes yeah, riffing off of zach alfanakis is between two ferns great uh and the first video was hilarious yeah i mean i you know the the social media account which we all know that's it's just basically real estate inside jokes which is you know can't get better for anyone that's in any, any industry to have that but now for them to, to kind of springboard off of that and turn it into, you know, an industry education platform as well, I think it's huge. You get a little bit of laughs, you get a little bit of, of knowledge. Um, I, I don't think they missed it all with this. Yeah. So it, they, they mentioned Barstool Sports, which obviously sports are much more fun, right? Do you get, so you follow Barstool? Oh, yeah. Stacey? Okay, yeah. I know you're a big sports fan, so we all, we all follow them. And what, what I kind of see happening here is that, you know, Inman News is obviously, it's another place where I'm a contributor. Um Great articles on him and love him, love him in a lot of ways. But there's not that like fun aspect. And when you get this, you mentioned you hear you get kicked in the kicked in the gut. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Um, when someone tells me, "Oh, I gave you the wrong mortgage payoff, and it's your fault," and I I'm not walking away with as much money on, on their home, or they get mad at you for a decision they made and you advised against, and they did it anyway. Has that happened to you guys before? I mean, it happens oh, yeah. all the time. Yes. And what people don't realize is that like sports is like this fun world because it, it, it's a different place. It's kind of a closed environment. We're dealing with the public. And it's not life or death in most cases. It's not like we're doctors or nurses. We're dealing with them in what should be a fun purchase or a big transaction. And unfortunately, because real estate agents, and I'm not going to mortgage brokers, you can give me the stat, 87% of real estate agents are out of the business in five years. So they're dealing with some people that don't know what they're doing. And as a result... Everyone's got a bad reputation, mm-hmm. and the reality is there's 13% or the top, like, 1%, which is, I know what we're striving, we're already past that. We're trying to be, like, the top .01 of the 1%, whatever. It's it's pretty wild what you go through on a daily basis, and if someone can't make fun of that and also <laughs> share that with people and use it as, and, and we use case studies all the time. Well, we had a client that did this, and it didn't work out, so don't do that. I don't know how you – you have to laugh a little bit when you're in this business for as long as any of us have been. So to me, I see them – and Barstool's kind of the same way. Like they make fun of sports, and, and Deadspin was like that for a while. Mm-hmm. Then all their writers quit because they didn't pay them. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah. Well, they – you know, you got to take care of your people. It's kind of like ESPN is in Min News, and Barstool is maybe the, the broke agent media because when was the last time you guys watched ESPN? I watch ESPN all the okay. time. Okay. Do you watch it like you used to <laughs> 10 years ago or 15 no, years no. ago? Good point. I mean, Sports Center used to be, here's what's going on in every game and here's what's happening. Now it's you get these guys kind of trying to be like entertainers, and I just really want the news with some entertainment, and they've gone too far off the other end mm-hmm. without the actual content. Um, their website stinks, right? Yeah, I mean, everything's behind a paywall. There's no paywall on this site. 
So I see this as maybe a little ahead of their time in real estate. That's just my two cents. So what do you guys think? I mean, are we, are you, you know, compare this to what else is out there. You know, give us your reactions. I mean, right off the bat, paywalls are just a thing of the past. You should have access to everything except unless it's like some kind of super premium where there's a major value add. You need to give people access, especially when you're new like this. So it's, it's, it's a very smart move. Mm-hmm. I just found on their site how to add a text message bubble to a reel. Now, this is really valuable information. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I Did you know that? So the education no. is here for real basic stuff, especially if you're an agent trying to like get up on their social media skills, right? Oh, yeah. Like it, it reminds me of it, it's a similar feature to a TikTok, right? Yeah. Where they're like mm-hmm. pointing at bubbles. That right. Just pop exactly. Up. Yeah. I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to learn on this site and I'll know how to do it. But I haven't. God, I I don't watch ESPN anymore because I just don't like the format anymore. Well, that that was I, my point. Yeah, is that it's it's it's, it, it's yeah. too hokey. It yeah. is. It is too hokey, and uh, they just go overboard. So I pulled out of ESPN. I don't watch it. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. I'm on the I'm on the broke agent media um, phone app right now, or or their you know their phone website. And I mean, it's Mo- mobile site. The mobile site. Yeah. Type yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I am a millennial. Um, no, it's it's done really well. I mean, it, it's set up like a feed. It's it's not cluttered. Um, the ease of use. It's it's similar to like a social media app. Um, I think this is going to be very successful. Videos are well edited. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, very professional. Well, and and you know what I see here is that uh, you got stuff that actually like I mean, you could have Googled how to look up a tax box, and I, I mean that. And, and but a lot of agents aren't going to do it because you got so much other stuff going on. Um, but there's also like how to use Instagram, right? That mm-hmm. stuff's not out there, and that algorithm changes all the time. You know, Eric knows how this works. He's actually a pretty smart guy, and most people think he doesn't know what he's doing because he makes funny memes and that sort of stuff. But if you know his story, he's been doing the same thing every day for seven years to build that following. He's got 300,000-plus people following him. So it's actually a good lesson for anyone that wants to be – I mean, this is a big deal. This is launching. Anyone could have done this if they were consistent, and they just chose not to. They've also got some really talented people on here. So Matt Leonetti is someone you follow. Yeah. Um, what, what's your what's your view of Matt Leonetti? Just just to give me the you know the quick rundown. I mean, I think he he embodies like well he he just gets certain situations and thoughts uh, on both ends correct, like from the buyer's perspective and from the agent's perspective, uh, and just what goes on in certain deals and um, and just puts a comedic spin on it. it he, I think he's hilarious. Well, he's he's also very smart in like the stuff that he talks about too, because I mean there there's a fine line between some. I mean, he just spoke at the Buzz Conference in Canada. Do you guys know what that is? I mean, it was like a, like a theater. So, yeah. the Buzz Conference in Canada. I'll, let me give you the exact. Uh, here we go. Buzz Conference. So the Buzz Conference. It's where thought leaders, influencers, innovators, and disruptors, uh, coupled with kindness and compassion, uh, meet to uh, share. They're the most influential people in Canada. And basically, it's, it's, it's a conference where they talk about Canadian real estate and, and other things. So he's got a lot of credibility. They have um, some other people on here. Um, so they have the two guys uh, from Million Dollar Listing, the brothers, James and David from L.A., and they explain how they broke into the luxury market, right? Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard, Stacey, I want to sell luxury homes? Uh, yeah, all the time. Even though it makes up three point eight percent of the of the of the amount of homes to sell in our market. Now, LA, different story, yeah. right? That yes. that's a, that's a luxury market, and there's actually what I find is is there's a dynamic between a meat and potatoes market. Nothing wrong with Philadelphia, but it's just an average sale price mm-hmm. versus somewhere out there. So that's valuable information. And what you know, and when you look at like what comes out here, it says, guess what they guess how they started? Door knocking. 
Oh, my God. The stuff that nobody wants to do right, who wants right. to break into the luxury market, right? Yep. But that's what you need to hear. And they said they did it for 12 months. Oh, my gosh. And nobody, yeah. In Bel Air. Wow. Right? So, can you imagine that trying to door knock in Bel Air? I could imagine that because I door knocked in other places that are not as nice as Bel Air. But what people forget, like, they think of like all these great homes in Bel Air, but there's also some like normally priced homes in Mm -hmm. these neighborhoods, too. So, it's kind of all over the place. But so they door knocked every day for 12 months. That's hard work, right? That's how you break into a market like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second thing they said was they, um, they embraced like rejection and fear, but. They didn't care what the price was of the homes they were selling. They just wanted to sell homes, right? Got it. No one who says they want to break into the luxury market is willing to do like any deal out there. Right. Now, I know you're willing to do any deal out there, right? I and am. that's why you've had a meteoric rise in your career. So it's actually no different than when anyone else tells you. But when it's coming right. from the people they see on TV, yeah. this is stuff people need to hear. Yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> I mean, look, look at the yeah, things. It's like right. stuff like, I'm not doing that. But then, okay, well, right. these guys did, and they're selling multi- For 12 multi- months, they went door knocking. Come on. That's a, that is a lot of work. That is a lot it's of work. physically exhausting. Yes. And a lot of rejection. Yeah. I mean, ton of be rejection. prepared to get the door slammed in your face and getting yelled at by people. And then maybe you'll have that one conversation, you know? So right. kudos to them. And I think that's great information because- a lot of agents who say they want to do this, they need to read that. They need to read that and see exactly how much effort it took. What it takes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But but everyone thinks it's like, oh, I'm just going to go. But you actually got to right. put in like a ton of sweat yes. equity, and then it looks easy afterwards. And that was probably right. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. They've got articles on here about, um, so uh, Dan O'Neill, so the, for the host of Between Two Lockboxes, he's up in Long Island. He's talking about how he sold his own home and the anxiety he went through. I think every real estate agent oh, that's a good one. should go through – a selling, not not buying a home. Buying the home's fun. That's exciting. Like you get the new home. You just bought a home. You're probably super excited to get out of your place. You got a family there now. Yeah. Selling a home. Mm-hmm. And different story. Different story. <laughs> but imagine when you're living in the home and selling it. I think that's With the kids. toughest. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does, this guy doesn't have kids, so you don't right. have to worry about that. But but still, you know, add that on. Add that on top of it as a little added bonus. To me, though, this is something a lot of agents, because so many mm-hmm. agents are getting in, they haven't they haven't actually gone through a transaction. They want to sell real estate. Right. They have no idea the anxiety people go through yeah. and like the emotions. And when you get that and you can empathize with people, that's another yes. really great piece of content that you're not getting on a lot of these other websites. And it's real life. Yes. Because you've got someone who's running a team is is doing this website, and you got someone who, you know, Eric did not do well selling real estate. If you he sold like one home, and he said this sucks, and then he let, and then he started <laughs> yeah. doing this instead. So. <laughs> On top of all the strate- uh, strategic stuff they have, I think it's important people hear this from the people that they're trying to like get to or they want to be. Mm-hmm. To me, that like this is things that are going to really help in terms of letting letting agents know what to expect here because the, the agent education content there's so little of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, yeah. This is this is great that he posted this. The nightmare sale of my own house. And you're right, Tom. You know, if an agent hasn't experienced even you know the buying side too, how how awful oh, yeah. it could be. But the selling, you know, how you have to pack everything up and keep the house looking nice and, you know, have people in your home constantly mm-hmm. invading your space, you know, and what that feels like going through everything and just the stress and the anxiety of it all. Yeah, I think unless it's like anything in life, you you can kind of imagine what it would be, but unless you went through it, you don't really know. True. So with all the fun stuff they have on here, I think that's the more valuable content that people don't hear enough of. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many how many real estate websites have you been to saying it was a nightmare selling my home and I was the agent? I don't think I've been to any. Real life. But I've yeah. heard, um, so 
uh, Liz Newcomb. You guys know Liz, right? She's mm-hmm. an agent in our office. And she, when she bought her first home with her husband, who's a contractor, right? So they got a lot of real. She said, I was super nervous, super anxious. I remember this like vividly. Um, I mean, you know, you guys just went through this uh, with you, you and Gina moving. You sold your um, an, uh, a relative's home. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was that like for you guys? Is that because I think this is the kind of stuff that people need to hear because real estate agents they tend to get very judgy really quick. And if you're not sympathizing with your clients, I think that's where the miss is, and that's why so many people fail in the business. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing what a firsthand experience in something that you've been in the industry. You know, when I bought my house, I've been in the industry for four years, and. Um, <laughs> never seen that side of it or experienced that side of it. Um, and it's one of those things until you go through it, you don't really know. But if there are platforms that, you know, you can kind of almost slip and fall over this, right? You come in mm-hmm. on a on a funny meme and you and you end up on an educational page that's kind of explaining you had explaining to you how to empathize with your clients. So um I, I think it's invaluable. It's a nice bridge between the the you know required Continuing education. Oh yeah, where they tell um, you how, how mold develops in a house. Yeah, very helpful. Yeah. yeah. Right, so right. talk about dry real estate. Um, I, no, I think this is going to be huge for especially you know younger, newer agents, less experienced ones to to get knowledge and experience um, almost by accident. Well, and, and that's a really good point because the number of realtors is at its peak number this year. It's over 1.5 million. In 2012, there was only a million realtors. So literally like 50 percent growth in eight years and a lot of these folks don't know what they're getting into. And th- there's all these shows out there right now, like Million Dollar Listing, and mm-hmm. the, they make it like, oh, real estate's so great. Well, right. you know, I, I I don't think they're negotiating at Justin Timberlake's restaurant in New York City <laughs> a lot. It's usually a phone call, a message, an email. Like, that. that's how it goes. And and for this website here, so again, it's BrokeAgentMedia.com. I encourage everyone to go check it out. I just posted it on our Instagram story. Um, I'm sure they'll repost. It's BrokeAgentMedia.com. This is the website you need to be reading if you want to get educated, if you want to get real with what goes on in the industry, and also learn how to leverage like social media and those sort of things with some old school tactics, because that's the blend. It can't just be all social media posts. It's got to be you know phone calls, objection handling, all that stuff too. So Eric and Byron, congratulations, fellas. Wish you a lot of success. I'm featured on this site, so that's even a better reason to go visit it. And what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about the nightmares you guys go through when you're processing loans and people make these ill-advised decisions so we can stop it from happening to other consumers. Sound good? Sounds Sounds good. good. All right, so we'll be right back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents, and we give them all the tools to succeed. 
Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals, and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Main Line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's TomTool.com. Sell your home for more and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610 610- Four three nine eight thousand. Working America's Equal Housing Lender. NLS one two eight five zero one. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. We've got Gabe behind the camera. We all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. If you liked anything we said during this show so far coming up and you're thinking about getting into real estate, we've got a scholarship program you can check out. It's realestatescholarshipprogram.com. And we have mortgage all-stars, Kyle and DJ Sutera, Check them out at MyMortgageAmerica.com, just like it sounds. And these are the best lenders I've worked with in my 21 years, along with their dad. We'll give Kev some, some credit Still here, too, Kev, for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you know, we've all got, you know, there's a lot of family in the business sometimes. So what we wanted to have these guys on for uh, is, you know, there, there's a lot of things that can go wrong in any transaction, but specifically the mortgage process, I think that can be even more damaging sometimes because the effects are a little longer lasting. So what's been the worst thing? that's happened when you've been processing a loan, you're dealing with somebody or the biggest mistake you, you guys see people make that's totally avoidable, or maybe you even advise against and it happens anyway, because I just hate people seeing, seeing people make these mistakes in these transactions because of bad advice or they just don't listen. Mm-hmm. So what do you got? I mean, man, if I tried to pinpoint all the mistakes that I've seen, um, <laughs> yeah. but I think a lot of it stems back to credit, right? Um, <clears throat> credit, it, the the credit system in America, like the Fair Isaac credit system, it's it's tough to predict, right? No one really knows what's going on with it. Um, it's a whole nother story if you want to get into that. But um, <laughs> you know, people try to not only outsmart themselves, but they they try to get themselves into buying shape and put ducks in a row that they without really knowing how it's going to help them um, or hurt them. And you know, everybody is taught less debt is better. Um, consolidate your debts, get on, you know, as minimal trade lines as you can have. Um, and that's just not necessarily true. And it's so hyper dependent on an individual's buying scenario. Um, you know, there's times when just one little mistake on a credit card or paying, actually paying off one thing, Mm -hmm. um, could, could completely swing their approvability for a mortgage. Um, and, and then not only that, but the terms that they get, you know, it could be a huge difference in the interest rate or the loan type or just getting the house in general. So um, I think that if I had to, to narrow it down, I would say as far as your credit goes, talk to a professional first. That's, you know, it, nine times out of 10, anything that's done during the process or as you're getting in, into shape to begin your home search, 
um, if you would, if someone had talked to a professional, like a like a mortgage professional, um, in advance, we could advise on what they should and should not be doing um, to make sure that they're in their best shape to buy a house. So you're saying there's people that they don't have enough trade lines, and I've I've seen this happen with clients where they like they literally have no credit except like a cell phone mm-hmm. from like AT and T or something. So no trade lines are one issue. Um, I, I I mean, what are some of the other common things maybe that that people need to be aware of? Yeah, yeah, and and not only not enough trade lines, but sometimes, you know, people think that they have too many trade lines, Yep. right? So they have, they have all these credit cards or personal loans and they want to consolidate them into one loan. Um, that is, it's not as easy as just quote unquote debt consolidation. What you're doing is you're closing out a lot of established trade lines that you have, mm-hmm. which could be reflecting positively on your credit and on your credit scores. And you're opening one large new trade line, which has no history of payment, which can negatively impact your scores. So, uh, and and possibly even increasing what you owe on a monthly basis, which throws off your debt to income ratios. If we want to really go that down that rabbit mm-hmm. hole, um, so you know just the idea of status quo. You know you don't need to consolidate everything. You don't need to bring on new things un- unless you're advised to do so. Um, you know another one would be uh, purchases. You know adding new trade lines, um, buying a new car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's like the classic mistake people right. always talk about. Don't right. buy a car until you close on your house, basically. But we still see it all the time. Yep. Um, and furniture loans. Or furniture. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. Really? Wow. That's a big one. Yeah. Well, yep. I have clients ask me, can we go buy furniture? No. No, do not and buy don't, anything. Don't finance it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you can. You want, it's, don't it, finance it. Right. Yeah, it's not that it's a hard no. Right. Um, it's that it's different for each person's situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and opening a new financing line before closing could be... A problem. Yeah. Okay. So I'm hearing like length of credit account history, like a history of payments. Is there like a sweet spot where you want like your your credit? Like, because if you're if you're consolidating everything into one one one, like you get these things in the mail all the time, consolidate debt, you know, or move it over to another credit card. You see this stuff happen. What's like the the length people should try to if 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 it's there's a an account that's a certain age, like don't close it, just leave it at zero. I, if you have something open. Like and I'll preface by saying it is different for each person. Situational, but, yeah, for sure. Situational, but if you have an account open or a trade line open, a credit card, a, a car loan, a student loan, in general, that having that account is is probably helping you, especially if Got it's it. not a derogatory account. If it's you know a, you've always had positive payments on it, it's longstanding. It, it gives more of a history for the algorithm to work off of, right? It shows that this person has has been making positive payments on this account for this long, whether it's only a few months or, you know, ideally many, many years. Um, when you start trimming those back, it gives the algorithm less to work off of. Got it. When you start opening new lines that don't have a, a history of positive payments, it, they don't have anything to work off of. They have this brand new large debt um, with no history of payments on it. So that can actually work against your credit scores. Um, so it's very situational, but in general, if you have things open, leave them there. Got it. You know, um, so don't close out accounts is, is, is a big thing. I'm right, hearing. right. Um, and if they are derogatory accounts, collections, charge-offs, um, again, sometimes it might not make sense to close them. You really have to let a professional look at it. Sometimes, you know, a collection from five years ago, it may have hit your credit five years ago, but it may not be completely, you know, taking you down at this moment. And sometimes paying it can actually bring it up to the surface and can can work against you. So it's a really tough thing to navigate, but... You know, we as mortgage professionals, we look at it a lot. Um, we do have, you know, our bullpen of, of credit repair experts if we need to call them in as well. Um, but the, I would just say for anyone that's thinking about buying or is in the process of buying, just 
keep it status quo. Talk to someone before you start allocating money towards things or, or consolidating things. And be transparent about your scenario yes. and what you want and your intent. Tell, tell us more about that because I, I don't think people kind of they, – they, sometimes they look at us, mortgage or real estate, as like the enemy mm-hmm. or we're not working for them when, in fact, that's exactly what our job says we're supposed to be doing is being an advocate in a transaction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, just being transparent. So on top of coming to us status quo, just be open about what you want and you know why you need certain things because understanding your priorities is how we can help you best. If a house is your top priority over everything, then we're going to move things around how we need to, to to get you in a best in the best home buying position. But, you know, if your car's breaking down and you're not going to be able to go to showings or something, <laughs> you might need to figure out a car. So uh, we, we want to make sure that we're all on the same page and um, and just, you know, being truthful about what you want and why that's that we need to know that. So I love that answer. Um what about taxes, right? So we just wrapped up tax day was yesterday. I think this also trips people up sometimes. Uh, I mean, I've seen people like not have tax returns filed at all, and you don't find that out till after the fact. So what, what's some advice around, I mean, we're not accountants here, but like, what do they need to do for like mortgage purposes? File your taxes. File, File your taxes. taxes. <laughs> yeah. File your taxes, people, please. Yeah. Self-employed um, workers is really where uh, there's a lot more to do's and, and to things to think about. Um, so yeah, get them filed. Um, we've been preaching that this past few months because for most self-employed workers, 2020 was a down year and we have to average your net income over two years. So 2021, we're hoping was a better year for you so we can bring that average up. Um, because if we're working off of 2019 and 2020, we have to pick the down year, which is probably your 2020 and go off of that income for your qualifications. So we're hoping to bring those averages up as time goes. So get filed. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's huge for self-employment. And now that we're past the tax deadline, um, it's going to be pretty much universal. Even if you are mm-hmm. a W-2 employee, we're going to get to a point here where we won't be able to get you a loan unless you have your taxes filed and confirmed with the IRS. So um, file as quickly as you can. And not only that, but if you owe taxes to the IRS, that's something we have to be very transparent about as well. Um, we can allow payment plans uh, with the IRS, but if you have a lump sum of outstanding taxes due, something's got to be done with that and before you get into a loan. And depending on your financing um, program, we may need to see a history of payments on a payment plan. So we may need to see at least three months paid prior to getting you into, into a house. So if you owe on your taxes, if you have the ability to, to pay them in full, that's obviously ideal. But Again, we can discuss that. Is it a priority to get them paid in full or to go on a payment plan and use some of that money towards your down payment? Um, but, but a great conversation to have, especially around this time of year. Stacy, yeah. what are you seeing are some of the things that have tripped your people up? Maybe we can get a quick answer no. on. we got about two minutes and 15 seconds here. So, I think it was uh, trying to get tax returns before. Uh, th- yeah, this is a good yeah. point. So any advice there if people don't have like copies of their taxes because this is another problem. Right. Yeah, oh, you yeah. can actually get them on the IRS website. Yeah. Um it's, you know, it's a government website. It's not the easiest to use, right. but but uh yeah. if you're if you're able to get in there all all transcripts, W2 transcripts, tax return transcripts are on file there. Yeah, I know I had a client that had a very difficult time. Apparently her information wasn't matching up, so she couldn't mm. access that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it yeah it took a while and to get somebody on the phone yeah <laughs> to impossible. try to get it yeah yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the phone will be 
you know, plan C, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> going to an IRS office, plan D. But, you know, depending on the mortgage bank that you're working with, I know that our underwriters sometimes have some some ways to get either around it or to make it work from our end as well. So, um, yeah, again, it comes back to let's talk, let's let's stay transparent, as DJ said, and let's kind of work as a team. And don't buy any right. dumb things before settlement and <laughs> right. make no sure boats, you no cars. Yeah, <laughs> and, and make sure you talk to someone before you pay off loans on your credit report. I mean, this I think that kind of sums it up. This is really helpful, fellas. So again, you can get in touch with Kyle and DJ. It's mymortgageamerica.com. Can't recommend these guys enough. Our preferred lender that we use at our team. Yep. Thank you. You're Very welcome. Much. Okay. Thank you for having us. All right. You want to follow me and Stacy? We're on Instagram. You can follow Stacy at the number two Mitchco. You can follow me at Tom Tool 3RD at Tom Tool the third. Again, we work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. That's it for this week's episode of Tool Time Real Estate Radio. We'll catch you next week on WWDB 860 AM.